Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive, Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who uh, bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week. 7 a.m. It's been great. We saw someone with the time change took advantage, listened to it at 6 in the morning. Love to see Blows it. Blows my love mind. Love to see it. We really? love everybody listening. Thank <laughs> y'all so much. Really bringing it to the next level. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with that glorious win over the 76ers. That was a fun time. Uh, they were in beadless. Still a pretty quality win. We're going to talk about what we liked from that one as well as a couple things that we didn't like. Remember and then so? in segment two... We got another hard game at home. We're taking on the Bucks. Yeah. A little bit unclear what the Bucks roster is going to look like. We'll dive into that as well as what we need to do well to win that game and what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then in segment three, it's the Freshies, which where we talk about the new guys. We're going to talk kind of just more general about sort of man and how he's going to fit in with Dude, the new Rondo signing. If the playoffs started today, it seems like Terrence Mann should be getting minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, every single Monday, we have a Luke Kennard progress report Oof. for you. It was popping uh, for a couple weeks. Back to normal now, I'd say. <laughs> and then in more sort of uh, signing deadline news, the Clippers are very much in the market for a third center. Indeed. We're going to look at who is still available with some big names coming off the board over the last couple of days. So before we get into that, I got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Hell so yeah. go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's locked15 at builtbar.com. You are locked on Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So the Clippers very much took care of business in a 112, 122, 112 win. Hey, it's all right. (laughs) This was a great game. Um, yeah. The, well, the first half was incredible. First half was phenomenal. The refs, if you watch this game, you watch the longest third quarter of the year. We got to no the six-minute mark in the third quarter, and, I mean, I thought it's an entire half of bo- basketball had passed by in those six minutes, it felt like. I think there was a combined – I think there were more fouls called in the third quarter alone than in the first half combined. There was 20-some in that third. <laughs> it's insane. Um, what we liked in this one, Kawhi continues – to just dunk his way to an elite second half of the season. Love it. He had 28 points, uh, four boards, four assists, three steals, couple of dunks. You know, why not? He's almost at full Kawhi-ness. Yeah, I mean, we see the thing where it, it just the inevitability of it. You know, like there That's can a be perfect pe- word, there dude. can be people in <laughs> front of him. You word. know where he's going because he gets he likes his spot. He looks directly at the spot and he's like, "I'm going there." He still gets <laughs> to the spot. I mean, like it's it's looking really incredible. Uh, I thought Paul George also did a great job in this one. For, I know that yeah. people online it seemed like were less happy with this performance. Yeah, but uh, look, he had had some struggles shooting from three. Uh, he shot like what twenty percent from one deep. Five. One yeah, of five. Yeah, twenty percent. Yeah, eh. <laughs> one more of those goes yeah. in. We're, we're having a different conversation. That's true. Anyways, he still finished with twenty eight, four, four, and three steals. Which yeah, I, I mean, twenty four, nine, and nine. Oh, yeah, sorry. No worries. No, hey, that's fine. 24, 9, and 9 with three steals. And though. he got to the line. Like, the, the biggest issue with, with PG this year has been kind of like, A, not getting calls. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when he's driving to the basket, you're like, dude, the refs can see you're kind of looking for the contact. But he got to the line in this one. 7 of 7 from the – I mean, he literally did everything. But if he would have made, like you said, one or two more of these threes – it oh, would have yeah. been one of his better games of the season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it still was a great game. And he didn't, like, let up off of being aggressive. Uh, you know, he took, like, an early shot to the face. 
Oh yeah, um, he got his Danny Green like accidentally like basically picked his nose on a rebound coming back, yeah. which maybe should have been a flagrant. But I, I mean, it was all face, no ball. So I, I truly don't know how those <laughs> things are called. That was you know that was my interpretation. But Marcus Morris got a sick flagrant in this one for hurling Dwight Howard to the ground. Oh, it was a. It, I mean, the form on the tackle was pretty solid. He's strong as hell. He's very very uh, strong. Uh, what what was his turnovers in this? I think he had four turnovers. Not bad. That's not bad. Not good, but. You know, not bad. Uh, Terrence Mann continues to shove himself into the playoff minutes rotation. 23 points on 10 of 12 shooting. Un- he was unbelievable. Someone on the Clippers subreddit brought up a good point that the way that Terrence Mann pushes the pace sometimes just by himself. Yes. Takes some pressure off the other guys on the court. Oh, in agreed. In terms of having it to spots or all that thing. Like, there's some times when he's getting to the basket when... You know, guys aren't even set. I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just able to see these light. His vision right now is oh, yeah. really the best part of his game. Yeah, well, he's seeing exactly where he needs to go. It's like the Kawhi thing. Like he's kind of finding his spots where he's effective, and he's yeah. just getting there. Um, Reggie Jackson also great. Five of seven from the field. Got a great Reggie Jackson game. Um, is Reggie Jackson our starting point guard? Like for the for the 2021 right now, season, yeah. would you not have to call him the starting point guard? I him yeah. or Paul George, <laughs> like is Fair. really what it feels like. Um, Clips came back from down 10 super early, weathered a horribly rough third quarter to win this one. The 76ers defense, like, dude, Ty Bull is the damn truth on the defensive end. Him and Ben Simmons were caught. Like, there was a lot of deflections when this game first started, and mm-hmm. it felt like both teams were kind of figuring out. What was going to happen, and it seems like the Clips just figured it out first. I think they, fi- yeah, I think they adjusted well. They really slowed down Tobias, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But uh, yeah, the adjustments were great. And if you look like from the third quarter on, basically we, you know, like things got a little close, but really we made the correct adjustments and pretty much took this one home. Yeah, we had twelve turnovers. They had sixteen. I don't even care what the Clippers' turnovers are as long as it's less than the other teams at this point. It's so streaky. Yeah, like I don't care. Um, Twenty-six assists to their seventeen. And I mentioned the, the Morris <laughs> flagrant. We didn't get baited into anything stupid. Dwight Howard, his role for the 76ers, one of his large roles is to just be a dickhead. Be an aggravator, yeah. He got ejected from the Lakers game and from this game. And so, he like, took, and it he didn't t- work well. He took how many free throw attempts? Like, at least 10. He took a bunch. Yeah. Um, Zoo finished with seven points and 11 boards, including six offensive rebounds. They had to go small in this one. Had a bunch of free throw attempts. Like, yeah, he got limited by some foul trouble yes. late, but it, it ended up not being a big deal. And, and talking back to those adjustments, we held Philly scoreless on the fast break. That blows and, my mind. And outscore them in points in the paint. I mean, I just think yeah. the tie, like the the Tyloo game plan was great in this one. I mean, I, it's just basically take what a team does well and turn it on them. Uh, Which is weird. Like, and I don't we know. got free throws against the Spurs. We like did all these things yes. against the 76ers they don't usually do. I'm like, I love it. Like, uh, I don't know how different this game is if Embiid plays because uh, it is a different. It is a different game in the third segment because we, we'll talk about it. Uh, so let's get into what we didn't like about this one. Let's talk about the Patterson minutes because that goes into what we were just talking Ugh, about. Man, we need a third center. We I, a real center. I don't know <laughs> what to do. I mean, he can't soak up minutes on the floor. He can't soak up minutes on the floor with a team with the center ejected and their main center not playing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. With that context as well, we need to get we need to get a buyout. Candidate. We, ha- I mean, I, I truly don't know what we're gonna do if we don't get a buyout candidate. Zoo gets two early fouls in a playoff series. Surge isn't playing well and gets maybe two early fouls. We need an. That's actual if Surge center. is playing. Yeah, very true. We I'll need. I'll believe an it when I see center. it. Um, 
We lost track of Danny Green a few times behind the arc, which was confusing and kind of almost doomed us early. He, he went five of nine from the arc. Um, but other than Mike Scott, who had six three-point attempts, no one was really getting threes off that well. Yeah. The Mike Scott went one of six, which was tough. But I don't know. I mean, this is a game where there's not a whole bunch to, to really dislike. Tobias showed out, but had a quiet second half, which if you're a Clippers fan... I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah, wasn't he like leading? He had like some he had obscure... 17 at half. Yeah, yeah. And then I think he finished with 24. Um, Kawhi plus, did a good job on him, though. Yeah, Kawhi did a great job. He guarded Tobias, I think, for the largest amount of possessions, 15 total possessions. Tobias had one field goal attempt in that time that they were on the floor together, which is Dude, stifling. Is... So let's get into how we're feeling. And I'm feeling that Kawhi is starting to... Kawhi is turning in a really great second half of the season. I don't really see it slowing down. We have this home streak. He might. I'm, I want him to maybe take some games off with some back-to-backs or something. For sure. But dude, keep the minutes up. I'm fine with maybe resting a game in between. But like keeping the sure. in-game minutes sort of. But he's up. looking like, dude, Kawhi is starting to take final form. Do we think that there's a level above this? That there's a level, there's like a level beyond this? There's absolutely a level If there's a level this? beyond this, man, I, I like, I, I kind of cancels out a lot of my worries <laughs> about this team, to be perfectly honest. There's a level above this for Kawhi that we didn't see last season. We did not. I um, I mean, we, we did it in flashes, but like, I, I feel like it's happening at the right time yeah. of the season, too. There's there's another level to Kawhi that it's, it's and it's going to coalesce on the defensive end. Definitely. We're going to see even I mean, better we've, movement we've seen free it, yeah. safetyness. Like, no, there's another level. And, dude, I mean, if, if PG hits his shots, this game is borderline a blowout. Yeah. Like, the Clippers, we're going to talk about their defense in the next segment, but since the All-Star break, the Clippers have been a top 10 defensive rating team mm-hmm. and are, I think, a tenth of a point away from being a top five wow. defensive rating team. So there's another level for Kawhi, and Kawhi getting to another level means that the whole team goes to another level. Oh, that, I mean, that's the thing. That's Which what I'm is, saying, where it, it cancels out some like yeah. concerns. Feeling pretty good. We're going to be previewing the Clippers versus Bucks preview, which might include none of the marquee Bucks players. We're we'll going to talk about that. Yeah. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I just put a couple bucks on some Argentinian basketball. Uh, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Just a shout out to anyone who bets on the NHL regularly. I never bet on it. I was checking out some of these spreads on betonline.ag. How the hell do you people bet on spreads in the NHL? Let us know. Um, I would maybe like to get into it, but it seems like I'd lose a bunch. Uh, BetOnline has you covered uh, for all the new sports and odds and scores. It's the best way to place your bet online and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on for that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back and we've got a preview for you of the upcoming matchup against the Bucks. Yeah. So as we alluded to at the end of the last segment, uh, look, <laughs> DiVincenzo, Middleton, and Giannis, as well as Drew Holiday, <laughs> were all out against the Knicks on Saturday. So, like, what? They lost, obviously. But yeah, almost an entire starting lineup, essentially. Do you play them against a Western Conference team if you're the Bucks? Like, what's the point? I of think playing so. Them, right? I, I think so. Um, I like because they play us, and then they play the Lakers on a Wednesday. Yeah, and then they're at. Oregon. I think if you play your starters one of these two games, it's probably against the Clippers, and then you rest against the battered Lakers. 
would be my guess. But I would I, I honestly go the other way, I guess, just so yeah. to get the guys easy reps. But there's kind of some uncertainty. There's also uncertainty, kind of big uncertainty for the Clippers. Ty Lue said he wasn't sure if Bev or Serge will play during this homestand. Nine games. He said this a couple days ago. Dude, nine games is a lot of, just pardon my French, fucking games to miss. They've already missed what, what seven? 12% of the season? Yeah. Nine games? Like, I mean, they've already missed what, seven games, I believe? Six or seven games? Yeah. Pat has missed one more than Serge. Yeah. So I think he might be at seven and Serge's at six. I don't have it right in front of me. But anyways, already missed over 10, like already missed about 10% of the season. Yeah. Just in this most recent injury. Yeah. Uh, so if they add a whole other nine onto that, that's a, that's a hefty quarter. Weird side note. I, both these teams went healthy. Who do you think has more to prove this season between the Clippers and the Bucks? Oh, it's the Bucks. I think it's, it's the Bucks. I think it might be the Bucks. They too, have the yeah. reigning MVP and they lost because of some bad coaching decisions yeah i think actually i don't even think it's the bucks i think it's budenholzer you think bud specifically is on the hot seat fired last year as soon as they got bounced out of the playoffs i think i i think they probably talked to Giannis about that you know what i mean like i, yeah. I i'm sure Dude, the some of those quotes from the playoffs from Giannis. oh yeah about the coaching are just brutal yeah but i'm sure the front office talked to Giannis, and they were like you know if, if it'll make you sign we'll get rid of this guy tomorrow yeah right like whatever you want uh, but i think it might be the bucks but Clippers still have a whole. Sh- the Clippers have a lot. To I, I feel like it's kind of similar narratives for both teams, except for the Bucks have been uh, so dominant during the regular season yeah. in ways that the Clippers have not been. But yeah, for I think sure, both teams are kind of proved it this year. But so, what do we need to do well in this one to come away with a win, assuming that the Bucks are some level of healthy? Hit all our threes. Okay, it doesn't matter who's healthy for the Bucks. They give up a bunch of threes. It's yes. by design. Interesting design. Um, they allow around 38 three-point attempts per game. Teams are shooting 37% from deep versus the Bucks, which is a bottom 10%. That's, we talk about That's this so a lot, but it's, so, it, it's insane. I want PG to be getting at least eight three-point attempts in this game. Yeah. To get him out of the slump, to show him really what's going on. Mook is going to be big from the perimeter. No idea what our point guard situation is going to be, but if Reggie is in catch and shoot mode, it'll be great. But let's hit the threes they give us. That seems... A lot, it seems like these Eastern Conference teams are giving up a lot of threes. And it's like, if you're playing the Clippers, from my perspective, please keep doing that because we're hitting them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had some rough kind of shooting numbers last time uh, these two teams played. Paul George was 2 of 10 from 3 in our last matchup against the Bucks. I wouldn't be mind seeing him get 10 up again. Uh, yeah, totally. Mook was 4 of 11 overall, but he did hit 3 of 8 from 3. Uh, I want to feel old. Last time we played the Bucks. Patrick Beverly and Serge Ibaka were still in the starting lineup. Whoa, I'm 66. <laughs> uh, what else we got to do well? Uh, you know, on the defensive end, we need to guard the perimeter well. Uh, we have kind of some similarities in our offensive attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both kind of run significant possess- possessions through forwards who are going to attack the paint and dish, essentially. For sure. So both of these teams are also pretty close from an efficiency standpoint, shooting from three. We shoot 42%, hey, which is the best in the league. Damn right. The Bucks are around fourth in the league, and that's still 39%. That's a lot of threes going uh, on. Which, <laughs> if you're damn. outside of 38%, I think you're not in the top 10 right now. Poof. Which it's is a shooting wild. league. But anyways. Uh, Bring back the dunks, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> but their, uh, their number of attempts is greater. They're top five in terms of three-point attempts in the league. We're in the bottom half. Uh, in, te- in attempts. That's so wild to me. Um, <laughs> so, Imagine if we were 14th in if, Yeah, middle. <laughs> uh, 
they take about 10% more than us. So it's not insignificant, but it's not like they're completely yeah. just, you know, emptying the clip out there. For sure. Uh, so it's just going to be really important to communicate well, to, to close out on shooters. It's going to be a really difficult job. Like, you know, guarding Giannis, assuming he's playing, is kind of a, it's kind of a committee thing. Hard yeah. guy to slow down. But you have to, you have to always be able to know where the ball is going. So, it's going to be big on our guards. Yes. In last game, both teams shot sub 32% from three. I doubt that will be the case for both teams this time around. That's a good call. Um, it, Zoo's going to have to be big in this one. So that would be great to see. He's uh, been phenomenal in the starting lineup and either needs more minutes than Surge when Surge comes back or should just start. But... The I just want is, Zoo to close. I don't care who yeah, starts. That's a good call. I want, I'm a little more selfish. I want close and more minutes. I think Unless that surge is going nuclear. I think, I think matchup dependent close plus more minutes to me makes yeah. sense. Just from what we've seen. I mean, we've got a nice little win streak. Seems like things are kind of gelling. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see. Look, Zoo has been doing great at rebounding. He needs to stay out of foul trouble. Zoo was limited to only 16 minutes in the last the last time we played the Bucks. He did. He and Terrence Mann weirdly both had like the team best plus minuses. Weirdly, in those what do you minutes. mean weirdly? <laughs> I mean, well, Zoo didn't even have that like that great of a game. Yeah, he was sure. one of three from the field. Not a single free throw attempt. He had two rebounds all night. That's rare. That's how you know. I think free throw attempts for Zoo is kind of a nice way to know if he's having a good game. It's if is he catching passes early? Yes. And is he Get into the line. Yeah. Those are the two big things with Zoo for sure. Yeah, and these two turnovers, you know, were I, I don't have them right in front of me. They were probably like drop-off passes that he fumbled. Yeah, or sometimes they're throwing a pass to him and he's battling for the pass between like four other people. Yeah, there's like three other limbs in there. What else? Anything else we got to do well? Uh, play good. You know, just overall. That's a good. <laughs> no, what can, what do you think could go wrong in this one? Their pace might be an issue. Again. We don't really know who's going to be playing for the Bucks. We're recording this on a gorgeous Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles, by the way. Yes. Very hot. Hope you wear your sunscreen if you're out. Um, but the Bucks play at the third fastest pace in the league. Like I mentioned before, we're a tenth of a point out of being a top five defensive rating team since the All-Star break. So we're just kind of have to be on point with the Bucks' pace. I don't yeah. want to get sucked into their pace. We've been playing a little quicker lately, which has been great, but not third fastest pace in the league quicker so definitely i hope we can play within ourselves i hope we see some good Kawhi speed yeah um in this one yeah i think coming out early the way that we have been these these last couple of games Oof. uh just showing that intensity is going to be super important hope we can hit our shots early because yeah. the intensity is there but the dude like against the 76ers we were not hitting shots early i know but like if you're getting enough good attempts like yeah what, what else can and we're really efficient do? on three like a lot of the times early in the games our field goal percentage will be one or two percentage points within our three-point percentage, like, mm -hmm. like yeah. four minutes into the game, which is just fine, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, starting strong would be good. Yeah, and you spoke to their pace. Last time they absolutely destroyed us on the fast break, 22 points to two hmm. in a five-point in a five point loss. Uh, hmm. So we got to... <laughs> that might have made a difference. Yeah, we got to <laughs> hope to cut down on some of those fast break points. Uh, if we get loose with the ball in this one, they could destroy us. I already mentioned yeah. the fast break stuff. The Bucks don't necessarily force a lot of turnovers. Opponents are turning the ball over the third at the third lowest rate in the NBA against the Bucks, which is kind of interesting. But you can kind of plan on a healthy Milwaukee team essentially scoring anytime you have a live ball turnover. Yeah, for uh, sure. And our turnovers come in bunches. Yeah, and we did a really we we did a pretty solid job last game. Uh, we had only eight turnovers in that one. The Bucks I think had ten or twelve. So love it. Uh, we, we, were, we just beat the other team. Yeah, we were disciplined in that in that order. So what 
what key matchups should we be looking for in this one? So we're not entirely sure who's going to be playing in this one. Yeah. So it's just Clippers versus themselves. I think that's a very fair matchup. Yeah. If we execute, if they have how many guys are maybe out, so they might have what four or five, key four guys or five out. guys. Yeah. If one of these guys, if if only one of these guys is out, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is. Giannis is is elite. Um, I, if the Clippers execute, we're rolling right now. The mm-hmm. defense is playing well, which has been the biggest issue. If PG actually gets hot from three in this game and Kawhi keeps playing like he's playing, and we got a great supporting cast um, game against the 76ers. Like everyone's kind of contributing how we all envisioned at the beginning of the season. I just have a tough time seeing the Clippers losing if we manage to execute and not get sucked into their pace. Yeah, I'm curious to see just sort of this new this new sort of starting lineup that um, we've gotten accustomed to for the last seven games or whatever. Yeah. Um, especially if, you know, it's we're facing at least a somewhat healthy Milwaukee. I think that's going to be interesting. Another thing is if the, the Bucs starters are playing, just sort of Clippers versus the Clutch. The last time we played them, it was kind of a microcosm in the conversation of are the Clippers not Clutch, uh, which I feel like we've, we've kind of talked to death. You know, it's, I've seen the Suns don't have a very good clutch rating. Maybe they need a new point guard, huh? <laughs> Maybe the Suns should get a real point guard. <laughs> uh, have we seen anything since the All-Star break from this team that's maybe hinted at something different about the Clippers clutch? Zoo. zoo. I got it. <laughs> it's like, we just, I don't know. It's Zoo. I don't know. It's, I, I'm not going to use any weird hyperbole like there's more leadership or there's been an added emphasis on effort. Like... Maybe there was. Have you checked the effort stats lately? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> shit. Uh, but I, th- I just think it's due with the closers. I, I got it. And Mook being healthy. Yes. I think yeah. that really helps. Him looking healthy against 76 was a great sign. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction for this game? Uh, it's a weird one. I think, I think we put this one away. I think we put this one away either way. Love it. Whether they, you know, whether they have all their starters, whether they don't. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Is a... Uh, one of our favorite catchphrases is coming up. Let's know what you think also is going to happen with this Bucks game at Locked on Clips. Hopefully before the game. Sometimes people hit us up at half and the Clippers will be losing. And we're like, I think the Clippers are going to lose. It's like, well, I've had a half a basketball game to, to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to be talking Terrence Mann's place when Rondo is active. The Luke Kennard progress report, which is a pretty short segment. And then who the hell are the Clippers going to pick up at third center? But first, I got to give a shout out to Bill Barr. Yes. We've been talking about Bill Barr. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bill Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to figure out which Bill Bar is the best. It is Bill Bar Madness. We got caramel brownie versus coconut brownie chunk in the enticing eight. I'm going to be honest, brownie in general dominating this bracket. Absolutely. Is, is brownie for Bill Bar the new stretch five? Yes. For protein bar brackets? Yes. Who do you think has this one? Uh, this is only, this is me, but I got to go coconut brownie chunk. Uh, I'm actually not that big of a caramel fan. I like it in ice cream and not really much else. Interesting. I'm, I actually might agree with you on that. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, if you want to find out the results, go to builtbar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. And after you've proteined up, 
and you need car parts, where the hell can you go? You gotta check out Rock Auto. Look, with the increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain front. So why would you wanna endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? They're always choosing... asking me, what are you doing here? Exactly. Why, is there, why is there stains all over your shirt? <laughs> exactly, and they only wanna order the parts from the brands that their warehouses happen to carry, but you have your own computers. We do. You've got access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So head over to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. What? Yeah, whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so welcome to The Fresh News, which we do every Monday, talking the new guys, talking the young guys, also the Luke Kennard Progress Report. We gotta get this out of the way. When Rajon Rondo is active, what happens to man's minutes? Are we, so where my head is at is Rondo is getting the amount of minutes that Lou had, possibly in different times. Yeah. Like he, he, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw him start a game. At some point, I suppose it wouldn't surprise me. I think if it's out the gate, I think that's maybe a tweak too far for me. Agreed. But what does this do to man's mint? Man, we have a logjam of guards playing really damn well right now. Yeah. Like the reason man isn't getting more minutes is because Reggie Jackson's playing so well. Yeah. Um, like is, is man a playoff guy? Right now, yes. Agreed. I mean, he's playing great defensively. He's an interesting offensive piece. He's looking guys in the face and hitting threes? Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) he can shoot, but he's also a great, like, north-south guy. Uh, He cuts to the basket well. He's like the epitome of, like, a slasher. He just provides sort of a different offensive skill set than any other guard we have on the roster. Yeah. Um, And we hinted at it in the last segment, too, but, like, He's a guy who pushes the pace, which is just something that we need sometimes. We don't have guys who really want to push the pace like that. For sure. But he does, and Reggie does, Luke does, and he plays. I love that the coaching staff, Kenny Atkinson has to have some, you know, some hat tip for this. But the coaching staff has to be telling Terrence, man, hey man, if you see that lane when you're bringing the ball up, go for it. Absolutely, yeah. A lot's gonna depend on what happens with the rest of, because we gotta get Rondo time, right? Yeah. Like the the idea of getting Rondo is purely based on his performance in the playoffs. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see if he gets ramped up. So, but man needs more time, but I'm also like Reggie's looking so good. Like, I don't know that he needs more time. Like it would be nice in the regular season and in matchups, but like, I mean, come on, he's not gonna be playing more in the playoffs than like 10, 15 Agreed, for sure. And he's also, he's not a, we know this from last year when they tried to force him into this role as a true point guard. He's not like a pure guard. Yeah. Like he's not gonna start over Reggie. Yeah. Um, 
So I think so. It's, it's a nice log jam to have, I guess. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting um, if maybe Rondo gets put in that Lou Will kind of role where sometimes he would be the first sub in for Paul George. Yeah. Because okay. uh, I think like the current starters that we're running right now with Rondo and, and then Reggie PG staggered there? back in later. Yeah. Uh, then we got Rondo and Reggie out there. But Reggie can play off ball. It's just a tiny backcourt. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe you go Rondo Reggie. Or, uh, sorry, I was like, Rondo Man in for Reggie and PG. So Man has this nice skill set where, like, him at the two, his length covers a lot mm-hmm. for the other person next to him. I'm excited to see how these Rondo minutes play out. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Ty Lue does. I'm completely also just like, I can't be, no one should be mad at the trade anymore because the trade happened. Yeah. Right? Like, I was very much emotionally invested in the trade, which yeah. is why I was bummed about it. But now I'm like, dude, there's nothing we can do. Oh, yeah. Let's see no, how I, this shit I'm not works. like, I'm not bummed. <laughs> and the only reason we brought it up, like, on the show is like, I do still think it was a lot to give up. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, looking at the assets and everything that we ha- have available. But, you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. And I do think, look, everybody in this locker room wants Rondo. They want him to be there. They're excited about this. Watching him on the bench that first game, it's clear that he wants to be a part of this. You know, like yeah. it's re- it's just really difficult when we watch an older player who is as disengaged as he wants on the Hawks. Like, l- look, last year's team makes me not as willing to just say, "Oh, in the playoffs, we'll figure it out." Oh, for sure. So, yeah. like, yeah, regular season. Stats every Clippers this fan, year. yeah, every Clippers fan shouldn't. From this point on, I'd be surprised if it's like, oh, we'll just turn on the playoffs. We've seen that shit doesn't work. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that's like the only reason we were a little down on the move. Hey, it's it's done we're here now. now. It's done now. I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that it will I work I got out. the Rondo rookie card in my wallet, you know. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it looks like. <laughs> um, now we're moving on to the Luke Kennard progress report. Not a whole lot to report. No. We were down two guards in the 76ers game. He got minutes early and then late when it was over. Seven minutes, one of three from the floor. Dude, his game day scenario is pretty much... It's the, the, it's the old Reggie plan. Like it before, is. Before, you know, Reggie was a starter. That's a good call. It's, let's, we're going to put you in early for a spell. Yeah. Not even a, not even a, a segment. And we're going to see how it goes. And then if the game's already decided, we're going to put you in late. Yeah. That's about it, right? Like, this kind of seals his fate for the rest of the year with Rondo coming back. And Pat, like if Rondo, so here's the, like Rondo, Pat Bev, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere else for Kennard to be but the bottom of that list. And this so, is not a disrespectful thing to Kennard. It's just how the team is playing right now. So, I mean, given what we've seen thus far, though, how different do you think Kennard's role could really be? Like, let's say in a vacuum, we didn't get Rondo and it's still Lou. Yeah. Like, I don't think. Oh, it'd be the same role. It'd be the same. Yeah. He's just like. I don't know, man. This this is a very early statement I'm about to say, but this extension might look really fucking stupid next year. I disagree. Next year, our guards are the same. Yeah. Except for Reggie. Yeah. So something crazy has to happen. I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, it's still TBD. <laughs> it's still TBD. I won't, I yeah, won't completely a lot to oppose happen. that thought. But my thing is, is what Luke can do right now, right? Which is be right. a, a spark scorer off the bench. I don't think Sometimes. he even needs to, to practice that much. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I mean, I wanted to practice in practices, yeah. but like, I think that Luke is one of those pieces that we'll see, you know, like in a game where we need something different. 
You know, sure. it's going to be yeah. like, okay, well, let's throw Luke out there. And We're throwing you at the wall. See what right, sticks. Yeah, like right now, nothing is working. <laughs> Luke, suit up. We know you're going to be ready. Those um, can, those canard Rondo minutes are going to be a roller coaster <laughs> whenever we see him. Um, moving on to the the final. What if segment. we go back to three guard lineup? Just Rondo, Rondo, <laughs> Rondo Man, and dude, Rondo Man, Luke. I don't know. Man's playing so well. Um, now a segment, uh, real quick. Who? TF, are the Clippers going to pick up to be a third center? Because we absolutely, we still have two open roster spots on this team. Yes. We're just not even in a full, we're not even close relatively to a full roster. We need a third center. Yeah, I'm hoping we grab one more wing and, and a center. So in terms of centers, they're like Dwayne Dedman's out there, who I unironically want on this team. Okay. Boogie I'm, I'm Cousins, down with Dedman. who I do not want on this team. Makes no damn sense. I don't care that Patrick Patterson went that's, to college. That's not what we're missing at the five. We're not missing weird three-point shots and... Okay rebounding and no defense. Yes. Um, if Whiteside gets bought out, because he's still getting minutes for the Kings, who yeah. are a goddamn mess. Yeah. But I think it's Dwayne Dedman. Like, there's still some guys who might get bought out. We have till the 30th, so the day after you listen to this podcast. But we need a third center. Yeah. And I don't know if the Kings are going to want to deal Whiteside with, I mean, isn't Bagley going to be out for another extended period of time? I Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably, it's, probably like in the King, I don't, I don't know what's going on over in Sacramento, but between Deadman and Boogie, give me Dwayne Deadman. Oh yeah, All absolutely. This is maybe a, a big issue that if the Clippers don't get Not maybe. I think you're, I mean, I think you're hundred percent right. This is a huge issue. Uh, if our third center is Patrick Patterson, because it's not Oturu, because Oturu got a DNP in a game where we played, we had nine active guys, yeah. Oturu got a DNP. Yeah. Um, and that's not a shot at Oturu, he's just a young dude who I don't want playing in crunch time. Patrick Patterson minutes are not an upgrade from Montrez Harrell minutes in the playoffs. They're really not, dude. <laughs> um, Probably a downgrade because there's not as much scoring. We, we're probably going to talk about this more on tomorrow's episode. We absolutely will have to. Would this be the first time that like a championship contending team has, what is it? One active 81% center. of a full roster? Like not even a full 15? No, because there were times like that. I mean, that first Cavs Warriors series the the yeah, Cavs right. were down like at least two starters but weren't they hurt yeah so this is I'm not, I'm talking fully oh, you're healthy. talking just you're talking the fully rostered team guys yeah fully <laughs> rostered guys got you yeah which is really weird well um, we have to sign at least one more because I think you have to have 14 players I'll sign up or maybe if your two-way guys count eh, anyways who knows either way we need a third real center yes Patrick Patterson is not a center um Coming up on Tuesday's episode, a recap of the hopeful victory versus the whoever the hell's going to play for the Bucs. Um, a preview of the Clippers versus Magic game, which is happening on Tuesday. Kind of an interesting back-to-back. Then whatever else happens, of course, we now then in Clipland. We're doing Twitter Tuesday, too, so send those questions into at Locked on Clips. They've been so good. Yes. Keep sending them to us. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you can listen to us 7 a.m. That's on right. pretty much every podcast thing, I think, right? Yeah, we're on iTunes and the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Uh, if, you don't, if you can't find us on your favorite podcast Holler platform, yeah, let us know what the platform is and we'll try to get it figured Might out. Might start pressing each of these episodes onto a vinyl, sending them out to people, you know, one of ones. <laughs> um, that'd be a good time. Just blowing money over oh, here. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much broke, but, you know, what's broke is broke. Um, 
Again, thank y'all so much for listening. The Clippers are hitting the stride. Yes. And Kawhi's looking phenomenal. I have been positive, Chick Lockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>